Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline Hare or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey girls, I cannot believe we are on our fifth season of the Waves Ministry Podcast, and we are wrapping up this season with one of my favorite people. It is my pastor, Pastor Eric Pardon. Hey, Eric. Hello. I can't believe I'm one of your favorite people. That's amazing. Totally, totally. You know, um, it is such an honor to be able to have Pastor Eric on the podcast today. Um, Pastor Darlene hopped on the last season, so if you didn't check that out, go go listen to her podcast there. Um, but Pastor Eric, he is a what I would call a veteran in student ministry. He did student ministry for like 17 years, but I actually think it's a lot longer than that because if you hear his story, he started out um, living here in Destin and, and working on the beaches, and he always had students around him that he was kind of mentoring and just doing life with, much like how Jesus just said, hey, come follow me. Um, he definitely has taken that approach in his ministry, and so he did that professionally at a church for 17 years, grew a huge student ministry, and then felt called to come back to our local area um, to start making waves for Christ in his own home and city. And so he has been doing that with his wife as they planted Shoreline Church, which is where I get to be the next-gen pastor. And so um, they have been doing ministry quite a bit. He's preached all over the place. Um, He's written lots of curriculum and things. And I just, we're so excited to have you today, Pastor Eric. Thanks. I, I get nervous when I have introductions like that because you set the bar really high. So I like it when people set the bar low. Um, I was doing a summer camp one time in Iowa. This is years ago. And the guy, I asked, uh, I, what I like to do but when I went to summer camps was, was I would work in the cafeteria the first night before the first service during dinner and just be like super rude and harass the kids. And so then the, the camp director said, uh, how do you want me to introduce you? And I said, just tell them that their main speaker couldn't make it. So we grabbed the guy from the cafeteria to do the speaking this week. So then the bar is really low. And so I don't have to really do anything. (laughs) Well, Pastor Eric, we we are excited to have you. Okay, so I got to know. Um, I know for me, I am excited as we're recording this, uh, both of us are about to head on a road trip with a couple of other other of our staffers um, up to Charleston. And I know for me, I was already talking with the girl that I'm riding in the car with about what kind of music we're going to pre And so I just want to know, I already have a little hint just from doing life with you a bit, but what is your favorite go-to like music to listen to on a road trip? Well, I never thought I'd say this because it's evolved in the last couple of years and it's, it's country music, but it's not just country music. There's just, cause I'm not, I don't like all kinds of country music, but I like some of the new stuff like Morgan Wallen and Chris Stapleton and okay. uh, um, uh, Whiskey Myers. Um, so people like that. Um, it, but it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm going outdoors adventure, then I want to listen to that. Cause that's what it reminds me of. Uh, I listen to a lot of worship. 
you know, especially if I'm getting, you know, just, well, I do that outdoors as well. Cause I see God's hand, you know, if I'm driving through the mountains, I like to put some worship on stuff like that. So, but probably you probably don't want to ride with me up to South Carolina. Cause I'll be listening to Morgan Wallen. <laughs> That's awesome. You know who that is? I do know who that is. Very vague. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't, I never thought I'd listen to country music. I never was into it. So, but I guess this stage of my life, I relate to it. That's awesome. Okay. So I know that our church is called Shoreline. And I know that we've had many conversations about how God speaks to us in nature, how God especially speaks to us at the beach and on the ocean and on the water. And so I'm just curious for you, like, what is your most impactful moment that you've had at the beach or on the ocean? But, well, okay. If it's the ocean or the beach, those are two different things because you know, as you said, I grew, I worked on the beach. So I grew up for, I mean, I've been on the beach all my life. So I even remember, you know, at the end of the day, one of my favorite times is during the summer at the end of the day is when the sun is starting to set and the people are off the beach and there's that gold color just flashing off the water. You know, I really love that. Um, but I've been to beaches all over the world. And I think probably the one, of the most input, I was bringing a sailboat back from uh, St. Thomas and well, actually San Juan, Puerto Rico. And we stopped in this chain of islands that was uninhabited in the Southern Bahamas called the Jamentos. And there was nobody there. We had this beach, this, we anchored in this cove that was like a mile long crescent beach, you know, like a moon shape. Uh And every day we would just go fish and catch lobster and conch and then go up on the beach and make a fire and cook it and just sit there and watch the sunset. That was probably, I think, probably the most impactful beach time for me, just being out there alone and, you know, uh, having this private beach because there's a lot of beach moments I have in fact I might if you keep on going I'll go oh yeah and then there's that time and, oh yeah there's that time so we'll just stick with that one that's amazing um there's something about being uh just alone with God and the nature and being able to see just the vastness of who he is and then also how seeing how how much he cares about us individually that it really impacts us yeah and, um whenever we talk about making waves for Christ like how do you go about making waves for Christ? I mean, I know everybody wants to make an impact, right? Like, yeah. like how, how do you actually do it? That's a good question. And I think, you're the, I think my answer will be different than it was 30 years ago. Because um, when you talk about making waves, I, I grew up surfing. I grew up surfing the Gulf Coast, which the waves aren't that great. And they're what we call wind swells. There are, um, there, you know, when a storm comes up or a new or a cold front comes through and they get the wind blowing and it creates these waves and they're usually short lived. Uh, they're not very predictable. They don't have great patterns. Sometimes you get lucky and they, you hit it right and all the conditions are right. Sometimes it just is junk, you know, but then the better waves, cause I've surfed all over the world as well. I've surfed Hawaii, the Caribbean, I've surfed wow. in South America, Australia, Indonesia. And where do you think the best wave in the world are? Indonesia. Right? Yeah. Indonesia has great waves. Hawaii is probably the most consistent. And the reason is because they get these ground swells that come from way from all the way from the Aleutian Islands up in Alaska. So the waves are consistent. They are powerful. They are attractional. You know, people love to see the waves in Hawaii on the North shore. Uh, They're attracted to them. They are, um, they're, yeah, just consistent and powerful and steady and predictable as well. And I think about that because when I first became a Christian, I wanted to make waves like the Gulf Coast. I was, in fact, it reminded me of in Acts, I think it's Ephesus, where they say uh, all those, those, when the disciples show up there and the people are in uproar, they're like, the people who've turned the world upside down have now come here. 
you know, and when I was a first Christian, when I was first became a Christ follower, it was about turning the world upside down and I'm going to make waves, you know, and uh, I almost kind of like Gulf Coast waves, kind of driven by the wind, not a lot of direction, just I'm like a lot of noise. It's going to be, I'm going to cause some things to happen. But as I've gotten older, I think it's just being more like those groundswell. You want to be consistent, live a consistent life, um, be measured because it's about finishing this life, uh, you know, right, but finishing having endurance. And I think about those ground swells that come into Hawaii. People travel from all over the world to go yeah. see those waves. They're, they, you can predict them. They're powerful. They're consistent. And I think that's probably more of a, uh, for me, um, I think you need both because we need to be radical. But what's even more important is, you know, not being a flash in the pan, but having that consistency day after day after day, no matter what's going on around you, no matter the circumstances, the, what you're going through, that you're going to continue to push on and make a, you know, make that solid, steady, consistent wave that people can depend on and it'll become attractional after a while. That's awesome. I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, would that, would you say that that, that like consistency and predictability would be part of the core values of how you make waves consistently? Um, Absolutely. I would. would, No, I would say that because uh, here's the issue, because most of your listeners are probably young people, you know, in their teens or twenties. And, you know, you're, you're, you don't usually at that age, I know I didn't have a long view of life. I'm not taking you know, at 22 years old, I'm not thinking, okay, I'm going to live this way because when I'm 60, this is the impact I'm going to make. I'm thinking about making an impact right now. 60 is the furthest thing from my life. In fact, 10 years, you know, I'm not, when I'm 22, I'm not thinking what's going to be in 10 years because 10 years ago, I was only 12. Right. You know, so 10 years sounds like half a lifetime. Well, if you're 22, it almost is half a lifetime. Uh, So it's difficult. So when you're younger, you're thinking, okay, I've just got to, I got to get there. But you've got to, it, it takes a, I think Proverbs talked about the wise, the foolish, and the scoffer, the three, pe- three different people. Mm-hmm. And the wise person takes the long view, yeah. even when they're younger. And the thing is, not many people have that long view. You don't usually start to get that until you start to get some experience in the bank, some you know, 30s, 40s. And then, of course, when you get to be my age, you look back and go, ooh, I would have done things a little bit differently. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So I'd say it's a value. Because even last night, um, we were talking about commitment to God last night in my in the student ministry that I lead, and um, I asked that question. I said, "Do you still want to be following Jesus ten years from now? Like when you're 22? Yeah. Like, do you still want to be following Jesus? The only way you get to do that is through that commitment and consistency in Him. Um, and so I think that is such something that people really they don't understand. And so I'm glad you said that. Um, you know, for, for this ministry, some of our core things that we focus on is that identity in Christ and calling, um, that you don't mm-hmm. have to wait till you're 30 to walk in your calling. You can start now. Um, but in order to know your identity in Christ, like I know you didn't just arrive, um, <laughs> at being a pastor. Like when did you first start to understand truly that you were like a child of God and your identity in that? What was that time period like for you? Well, you probably know that I didn't grow up in church. Uh, so I didn't really, I didn't become a Christ follower until I was in my twenties. Uh, but as I, how do I say this? I, God, God is super faithful that even when you don't know him, he, he's working behind the scenes in your life. 
He is directing. He is uh, cre- he created you for certain purposes and certain good works, according to Ephesians. And you can opt. In fact, the, in Romans, it says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But one version of the Bible says that they're without revocation. If you know what re- something is revoked, that you get drunk three times on your license or you drive three times, get a DUI, you get your license revoked, means it's taken away. So think about that. God's gifts and callings are never taken away. Um, Now we look at that in the tense of like, okay, I've got callings. I'm walking in them, but I sin. He never, he doesn't take them away. I can still walk in them. But we often don't see that as, wait a minute, you're walking in your gifts and callings even before you even know who God is. You're walking in, you can walk in your gifts and callings even before uh, you know that you're called of God. So what happened to me is I, you said, you said that I used to be, you know, mentor teenagers on the beach long before I was a Christ follower. That's exactly what happened is I became a Christ follower. I didn't grow up in church. I've got an, a very addictive personality so that when I became a Christ follower, I have told this story before. I think I read the Bible. I read through the Bible once a month or through the New Testament once a month for two years wow. and through the Old Testament every four months. So I read through in two years, I read through the Old Testament six times and 24 times through the New Testament. Wow. What I saw in there was not only Jesus, but when I opened the word, I saw myself in there. Mm. And when I saw myself in the story, I was able to look back and see how God was working in my life even before I knew who he was. So then I realized that I had a purpose. So when I had a purpose and I started to see myself in the story, then I was probably 30 years old, maybe 28. I wanted to walk out that purpose because I saw it, it, you know, I don't know if you know this, but when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a stand-up comic. And when we used to go to the movie theaters, uh, back then used to go to movies and they didn't show like, they showed previews, but they didn't have all these commercials that they have. They would just have that elevator music da, 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 playing in there. And another thing, and I had a friend in high school, and we both wanted to be stand-up comics. So we would go to the movies just so the f- five minutes we would stand out down front and do stand-up to people who weren't there to see stand-up. Oh, see, doing that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I moved to New York City to be a stand-up comic. Well, then I look back and go, okay, yeah, I always make this joke. I could have been a stand-up comic if only my jokes would, if I didn't have to write my own jokes and my timing would have been better. Well, <laughs> that's what comedy is. It's r- right. the writing and the, and the timing. But uh, I look back now and go, oh, God was just preparing me to speak in front of public, you know, public speaking. God was just preparing me to speak in front of people, but he used that gift even before I even knew what it was for to do what I'm doing now. So I guess it was probably after I became a Christ follower that I realized who, who I was in Christ. And if that's who God made me to be, I wanted to be, I wanted to go all, I'm going to go all in to be what he's made me to be. Why would I want to miss out on that? Now, the great thing about your listeners is if they're listening probably right now, they're young you have that opportunity to start that now. That's and right. again, it's taking that long view of your life and going, okay, this is what I was created for. This is what I was created for. How can I fulfill that out for the rest of my life? That's good. I love that. Thank you. And I love that you were just so hungry. I think that yeah. a lot of us think like we have to have this specific model of how we understand our calling or how we um come to know who we are in Christ. And it's like, there's not one model for it other than being nope. hungry and seeking God. And so that for you, it was digging into the word and starting to try things out. Right. And it's yep. like for, for another person, it might, might look different, but keeping that hunger for God is, is, is an amazing thing. You know, whenever, um, 
whenever we started this year, 2021, one of the things that our team got together and we really started thinking about was just, um, okay, what are our core values? Like, what are some of the things that we really want to just have as our war cry? Like, this is what makes a girl that is making waves. Um, and like, what are those core values? And so some of the things that we came up with was just that, um, that we want to be worshipers and not just like people that listen to worship music, but just people that are live lives of worship. But um, we want to be advancing, advancing in our relationship with God, advancing the kingdom, all of those things. Yeah. Um, we want to be vocal, um, whether it be speaking up or sometimes living a life that's vocal, um, being engaged, engaged with others, engaged in our community, engaged with God, um, and then just solid that, that we're not wavering. Um, when you think about those core values, how have you walked those out in your own home community and world? That's good, 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 good questions. And, the, and those aren't my values per se. I mean, it's not that they're not important to me. Um, and I see the importance and I think let, going back to values, I think it's, uh, before I even go into that, you know, it's important for your listeners that they discover who, what their values are. And it's not that difficult because you just are really, you can look back in your past and see what stirs you, what you're passionate about, you know, excited, you know, when it comes to task A or task B, Oh, I'm so, I just so want to do this. That'll help you figure out what your values are. Um, so those are definitely important values. And if they, if your listeners can determine who they are, it'll help direct their life. But as far as all of those values, they've definitely had a part in my part to play in my life. I love worship. When I took a, I took a, what, what was that strength test that we did with Dr. Finch? What's it called? Uh, what is it? What? Berkman. Berkman, the Berkman music was strong on my, um, and my, whatever I scored strong in music but I don't have a musical bone in my body. I can't play an instrument. I can't speak, hold a note. I don't even know what a key is or whatever. So, but I love music. And so when you talk about like road tripping with music, music is important. I have, I don't know how many songs on my iPod, 20,000 songs, all different, but worship has been a huge part of my life because it's, for one, it's, it's one of the uh, ways we grow closer. It's a, it's a weapon that God has given us. You know, when the toughest times of my life is when worship has been the most important and I can still go back today to a season in my life, pull out the worship music and start to worship to it. And I am immediately taken back to that point in life where I had nothing but God in this situation. If he didn't show up, I was gone, you know, so worship has been huge. Um, you know, I have to still discipline myself because I'll want to get out and listen to country music and country music isn't the best, you know, as far as uh, some so a lot of country people are Christians, you know, they talk about God and stuff. But um, uh, yeah, so worship, I think, is super powerful. And I think as a if we're going to be Christ followers that are going to grow and be disciples, we have to realize that just as important as the word is, is worship is one of those weapons that God has given us. It's pretty clear in Psalm 149, Psalm 150 uh, about worship being a weapon. Uh, you look at the Old Testament with Jehoshaphat, you know, send the worship team out in a battle. And you think about that. Okay, I'm going to send the worship team out. I'm going to send a bunch of guys in skinny jeans and tunics, you know, <laughs> and a guitar out. The, but because worship is a, is a spiritual weapon. So that's important. And then advancing. I love that because, you know, advancing to me is growing. It's, it's always moving in the direction you want to grow in. So that's super important. Because uh, you're always advancing in something. You know, I am. It's not always, it's not always 
you know, sometimes I, again, I got addictive personality and I can get into something and that's all I'm consumed with it. So I'm advancing in that direction, you know, may not be towards God. Right. So what I have to do is kind of corral that in and go, okay, am I advancing towards something that's going to be of eternal consequence? You know, so that's important. Um, Being vocal. That's another one. You know, I I love, uh, who was it? Uh, St. Francis Assisi. Mm-hmm. says go into the world and preach the gospel and, and if if needed use words right so i think being vocal isn't always being speaking up verbally but it's living a life going back to consistency that speaks super loud so that people want to hear what you have to say again when i was young in the lord i was super radical i thought it was radical i was obnoxious <laughs> i was obnoxious about god i turned people off you I didn't stand the one making posts on Instagram that were making people unfollow, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I would, uh, I called it a spotlight ministry. You know, Jesus said to let your light shine before men so that they'd see your good deeds and glorify their father in heaven. You know, glorify your father in heaven. Mine was, mine wasn't letting them see a light. Mine was taking a big old spotlight and turning it on right in front of their dark face and blinding them and going, <laughs> get saved. You know, uh, I didn't have a street ministry where I stood on the, on the, soapbox and preach to people that are going to hell but i was just super like well if i gotta show that god i love god but because i'm just going to talk about him all the time and there's nothing to make people feel more uncomfortable than you know hey i'd like to talk to you about jesus and even the pope's going hey dial it back some pal you know um (laughs) so i think it is important to be vocal and especially you know in our world right now in our culture where there's a lot of stuff happening in our culture that is super um uh, it's unhealthy, but, you know, with just cancellation culture and people who are afraid to speak up, that there does need to be some uh, Christ followers that are willing to speak up for the, for the needy, for the ostracized, for the, you know, disengaged, um, for, for the, yeah, so we definitely need to be vocal. And then what's the last one? Solid. Mm-hmm. I like that word. <laughs> Say that one again to me. Solid is uh, to me. Give me your tagline on it. Oh, solid. Just that we want to be unwavering. We want to yeah. be steady, you know? Well, you, if you, you ask me my values, uh, um, one of my values is consistency. You know, I like to think endurance. I grew I as a, I was an endurance runner. I did triathlons and ran, I've run five marathons. I'm 60 years old. What's important to me right now is how you finish. So I think being solid is just, being steady, consistent, someone that you can rely on. You know, you think about Jesus said, I'm going to, if that you've got to build your house on the rock, what are we talking about? We're talking about solid. We're talking about something, a foundation. So I think that's super important uh, for all Christ followers that we're just solid. We're solid to our word. You know, it's when we prompt, when we say we're going to do something, we do it. Um, we're solid that we can be depended on, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Okay. And if you're going to make waves, I think those are some great values right there. If, if a young lady was to say, Hey, I don't, not sure what my values are right now, but I'm going to start, I'm going to take these and I'm going to start growing in these areas and being solid in these areas. You know, I always, I have this saying, it's easier to steer a moving car than it is a parked car. In other words, instead of sitting on your couch, waiting for you to figure out what your values are, just begin to adopt these. And if these aren't the most important, God will show you what are, what is your real value. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Pastor Eric, I just want to say thank you again for just coming on the podcast and and really just sharing with our students and with our student leaders and youth pastors. Um, I think that what we've talked about today is so good. And just girls, I think that consistency piece and, and like he was talking about with the ocean, like you want to be consistently going after God and making waves. Um, and, yeah. and a lot of that comes from being rooted in him and rooted in the word. And so um, thank you so much, Pastor Eric. We really Can I say one more thing about that since you brought it up? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, having wind swells around here, when I grew up surfing and the swells were made from wind, as soon as the wind changed, the swells were gone. I mean, that's it. Ground swells that come from like a hurricane that's far away or an earthquake that's up in Alaska, those things go, keep going. And that's what, that's what that is. You, wanna, you, wanna, you don't want to be driven by the wind. Right. You want to have a solid groundswell of God in your life. Uh, that's going to be consistent. So I guess consistency is the word of the day, isn't it? It is. That's good. That's good. Okay. So Pastor Eric, we were teasing about this yesterday, but where can our students follow you and find you? Um, share with them. <laughs> well, I'm only on two things and it's Instagram. I'm fishy the kid. And if you get a little girls will get on there and go, all he ever posts is pictures of fish because it's, I'm very outdoors and I love to camp and hike and fish and go on adventure trips. So that's my Instagram is, is a kind of a, what do you call library of that? Yes. My Facebook is more church and they're not connected. So you can find me as fishy the kid on Instagram and then Eric Parton on Facebook. I'm connected to shoreline church and it'll be more spiritually motivated and humor. I love humor. So <laughs> girls, we will put his information in our bio. And um, thank you again, Pastor Eric. And girls, I hope you can go and start making waves. Yeah, and girls, your boyfriends might want to follow me. <laughs> they really should. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.